1: A lot of laughs.
0: Y'all weird, but you <laughs> yeah, you you were different.
1: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Talk Sport Daily.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk Sport Daily Podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein. And of course you can check me out on Drive Later today from 4 p.m. Now we begin with news that Liverpool have agreed a deal in principle worth £12 million to sell captain Jordan Henderson to Saudi Arabian side Al Etifak. Talksport's chief football correspondent Alex Crook. Ward Henderson, the players have a responsibility in dealing with social issues.
3: There is precedent for footballers being able to bring about change, look no further than Marcus Rashford and what he did during the COVID pandemic. So like it or not, high profile players england international footballers do have a big role to play in social issues now but
4: i'm not entirely sure that marcus rashford was as comfortable with being as part of the uh, in front of the spotlight there as we are well, it was worth to it. believe it was worth it for the I, rewards I totally agree for, with for, you know you. for those he was helping I'm not, I'm not saying that it can't affect change I, I do think that sometimes we we get ourselves into a situation with with players because we are forcing them to stand at the front of social issues when not all of them are comfortable with it I'm not saying that forcing Jordan is Henderson a strong isn't.
3: word because I've got some words here that Jordan Henderson said in 2019 Now nobody forced Jordan Henderson I'm not saying they did I'm the saying Liverpool that that's captain. the trend
4: that we're in at this moment in time would you disagree with that? What? would you disagree that we put sports uh, men and women on a pedestal and ask them questions about social issues that they're not necessarily qualified or comfortable all the time to answer. I think like it or not, footballers are role models. And here's the Sky Sports
2: news presenter, Mark McAdam, claiming Jordan Henderson went above and beyond with his LGBT plus comments. Now his words feel empty.
0: It's a real disappointing move for Jordan Henderson because when you look at footballers these days, they have two options. They have the token lip service stuff that they do once a year when it comes to supporting the Rainbow Laces campaign or football v. homophobia. They speak to the press officer and they say, oh, I've got to do an interview. What have I got to say? Oh, just make sure you say that football's for everyone. Make sure you say that um, you know, any LGBT fans are welcome at the stadium. And that if you had a gay teammate, there's no problem with that as well. That's, that's what the message we want to get out there. And then they go, yeah, thanks very much. And that's what they say in their interviews. And that's what most of them do. And then there are a very few minority that go one step further. People like Jordan Henderson, people like Connor Cody, who have been so vocal in their support of the LGBT community that it, it really resonates with so many people. Jordan Henderson, for example, had an exchange with a, a gay Liverpool fan on social media, and that fan said, look, you, you really make me feel more comfortable in my own skin. You make me feel more comfortable going to Anfield because I know that I've got an ally in you and you're someone that understands me and my difficulties and my you know, my situation and how scared I've been to go to football by being a part of the LGBT plus community. So when you see John Henderson move to somewhere where they don't have any rights, where they're not welcome, where many of them face, you know, severe punishment for just being gay, it almost just feels like unfortunately those words that meant so much to so many people feel a little bit more empty now.
2: And here's the former Liverpool defender Neil Razor Ruddock.
3: Jordan Henderson. He's a legend. What he's done. The way the way he captains that team. He does not stop speaking them. The way he, he pulled Liverpool across the line a couple of times, pulled England across the line a couple of times, you know, he's, he's an absolute living legend as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot of things that, you know, in the in the back of your head you've got to think of. I, it happened to me at Liverpool. I had three years left at Liverpool and I had to leave because the kids were at that age. If, if I'd have stayed another three years, I wouldn't have been able to take them out of school. Yes. They'd have had to stay in that area. It'd so we would have, have, know, have had to live in that area. Mm, you mm. know, so the decision, West Ham come in, so I had to, you know, I had to think of me, put me family first before, before me football career. Now, the Women's World Cup is well
2: and truly underway with victories on the opening night for host Australia and New Zealand. England play their first match tomorrow against Haiti. It's live on TalkSport from 10am. Lionesses midfielder Jordan Nobbs spoke about having dialogue with the Football Association about what's next for the women's game.
5: Well, we have different group of players. The game's growing so quickly. Um, so I think conversations have been different, but I think it's just been to try and fight in the right area of, of where the game is right now. So together, um, between players and, and the FA, we're, we're just trying to go on the same path and obviously have questions between, between each other. I think the game's just grown so much because we, we did have a lot of discussions, you know, even back then, it was just the game wasn't as big. So I think naturally, whether you're one of the, the younger players or older players here, we're, we're a team that are together and, you know, trying to grow the women's game.
2: And for more build-up to the Lionesses' opening match, check out the TalkSport podcast, the Women's World Cup show. On now to cricket, and England are in a commanding position after day two of the fourth test in the Ashes. Zach Crawley smashed 189, with the host leading by 67 runs at the close. Here's John Norman and Steve Harmison reviewing the day on the following on podcast.
3: Can you believe it, Zach Crawley? who for the last year has had to have his captain and coach defending his inclusion
1: in this test team has just smashed a runnable century.
3: And uh, any other coach or captain, I probably wouldn't be playing this series. So um, to be backed by them gives me a lot of confidence. And they've always said to me, just don't worry about being consistent. Just try and go and win games for England. And um, it'd be really nice if we win this game and hopefully I've contribute to that. Just where does that Zach Crawley innings rate in the list of uh, the very best Ashes centuries you've ever seen.
6: It's one of the best I've seen, especially when he went from, especially after lunch, after lunch, he was, he was devastating after lunch and you can see why that Rob Key and Brendan McCollum and Ben Stokes won him at the top of the order and you won him in the team. And you, 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 the level of criticism that he's, he's come under, some of it is just, but some of it, some players that have, have played the game understands what Zach's got. They can see what Zach has potentially can give to this team Michael Atherton said as he was scratching his guard at the start of his innings uh, this guy averages under 30 and he, he does average under 30 but when he plays innings is like that and what he did against Pakistan when he got the double 100 you can see why they want him around and like I said before the way he took the game away from from Australia in that sort of middle session and the last session was was magnificent. I thought as, a, as an innings as a whole, the runner ball, it, it, it's got to be up there with as good an innings you'll see in, in, in Ashes cricket. I thought England today made Australia look bang average. And that is against the world test champions. That is against against one of the best bowling attacks in world cricket. That's been described as the best seam bowling attack that Australia have ever had by large quarters of their own and English media. England turned baseball into the next fears, which was absolutely brilliant for me to watch today.
2: On now to golf, and the 151st Open Championship is underway at Royal Liverpool. The current co-leader, Tommy Fleetwood, has been speaking after shooting five under on day one. Tommy said he was really pleased with how the opening round went. can't ask for much more started off a little bit I, I didn't really get it off the tee that well on the first few holes but once um once I got going played the par five fifth really well the one bogey I made actually a great goal shot on um, half club too much and uh, for the rest of the round just played really well and nice to get on a run on the back nine really but yeah to be in to be in the clubhouse now to have played so well it's a it's a lovely feeling I can rest up start getting ready for tomorrow. But yeah, as first days go, this was a pretty good one. You know, you can't ask for more from the fans and the support. They were so great to me today. They were great from the first tee onwards um, throughout the rounds, the way they were down the last hole there, the reception I got. Such a, you know, special opportunity to play um, so close to home but have that support and play an open and glad I gave them some good golf to watch. But it was, you know, for me, so, so cool for me and Finno being out on the golf course and getting that kind of support. On now to breakfast. A musician Miles Kane recalled the time he met football legend Roberto Baggio. I feel the
5: of you. I've made this little documentary. It, it tells the story of it's me as a kid. I was eight watching the World Cup 94, yeah. you know, England weren't in it, and it was yeah. the first time yeah. I saw that Italian team, and it kind of unlocked something in my mind. It was like first time I'd seen Fellas look like that with the long hair, oh, sexy, beautiful. you know, and they're yeah. beautiful. And I kind of, mm-hmm. I was like, God, these men are cool, tan, yeah. sexy. Oh. I was like, it really, it sort of really opened the door for me later on in life, getting into fashion and you know. Everything Italian, basically, but I was obsessed. Well, one, that seems amazing, but in particular, Baggio. So I wrote this song, cut the story short. It's about me having that memory as a child in my mother's house, and then to sort of where I am now, 37, and he heard the song.
6: Baggio,
5: you're showing
3: me the
5: way to go. And he loved it, and he invited me to his house in Vicenza. And honest to God... I it it's what, one
3: thing like you're just meeting up casually in a restaurant no, or something. This is what
5: house. this is what I'm saying. So <laughs> it was... And we've made this documentary. It's on YouTube. It's called Searching for Bastio. <laughs> and um, honest to God, it was probably the first time i would ever felt so nervous, you know, meeting like anyone <laughs> or your hero. And because like you just said then, you know, because it's at his house and it was midday oh. and you're like, you're like, you know, there's a lot of sort of build up and you, I've got to drive t- two hours from oh. Milan So we, but we got there and um, I can't, he just straight away, he stood, the gates opened, he had his arms out like this. And I was just sweating. Like, I think I was, you know, when you go red, like embarrassed, I think I did like a, a like a half run to him, you know, you know no, like, you know, like something like that. And then we go in he's like, do you want coffee, water? And he goes, wine. I said, let's get the wine. Oh. Get the wine. Do you know what I mean? Hey. And so honest to God, he the most this. beautiful man, lovely right. him and his wife and his daughter, just the three of us and I had me guy who was filming it. Um, so, Did he still
1: have the curly kind of He
5: He's still got his, 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 uh, oh, he's got his, to. his pony, yeah. yeah he's, he's got re- to, He's that. the real deal, man. And, and uh, you know, spiritual guy, lovely oh, fella, see. and his wife and daughter. So it was, it was one of the best days of my life.
1: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about... Work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs.
0: Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different.
1: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science?
2: Now, don't forget, gang, that, of course, on Friday the 28th of July, that's next week, Alan Brazil's breakfast will battle it out against Adrian Durham's TalkSport All-Stars in a game of five-a-side. Here's Neil Razor Ruddock trash-talking ahead of the heavyweight clash.
3: Well, I've been calm and um, Durham's been given it, so I think I'll be on the bench in between him and who, who is, is Big Al and who's is Dino
0: Dean Saunders is this sort of assistant player yeah. assistant kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah you'd better be a great assistant Dino so um, I, I, I might stroll onto the pitch if we're struggling save okay. the game you need a game changer I'd say two bad knees and a pacemaker I've only got a couple of minutes <laughs> but uh, you but know you I know, can, know, can change the game
1: it's what you can do on the bench so be you could be motivational with I your am words. very good at
3: motivational yeah. v- motivational speaker I am very very good at that and I can you know I've, I've, I've been there and I
1: exactly Natalie I've
3: been there seen it done it exactly I don't have to prove myself anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is true but like I say I think you still have a big role to play
3: I'm still I'm still very aggressive on the sidelines though so Durham beware yeah Yeah, Durham if you're listening beware
0: oh the fighting talk was third. What was that
3: the third hardest footballer third
0: hardest yeah
3: Yeah, beware in it's coming for Durham
1: Yeah, I remember when we talked about that last time. You weren't happy, were you? Would be. is Durham the
3: third artist radio presenter of all time.
1: Oh, who's the hardest then? I
3: don't. I don't know. See,
1: maybe it's Alan. Ow! No No, one messes with Al. No (laughs) one messes with Al. But you run
3: away, you can't. won't be able to catch you, he?
2: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time show today at 4pm alongside Jermaine Pennant. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
1: That was a podcast from
3: TalkSport.